Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the weekly podcast where we analyze Wonder Woman five minutes by five minutes. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media. I think we're doing this daily now. Oh, yeah, I guess it's... Oh, my gosh, look, I pulled a U. I pulled it, like, and, 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 more, and more like we pulled a U-E, because we're going back to the daily stuff. Uh, daily five minutes, daily five minutes, daily five minutes at a time. My name's Nathan, you can find me on all social media. You got it. Uh, this... Today, this week, today, <clears throat> we're still this, doing today it. on this week. Today on this week, breaking. Uh, beep, 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 today beep, we're beep. talking about minutes, uh, n- minutes, uh, eighty-one through Six through ninety. Oh, eighty-six through ninety. Sorry, I just wrote down the previous week. Okay, so because yesterday was eighty-one through eighty-five. Okay, now we're all caught up. Is everybody on the same page? Wonderful. The minutes are going to start out with. Steve, Trevor, and Diana sharing a beer, uh, sitting down on the edge of a fountain in Veld, still having a celebratory uh, moment with the, uh, the locals. And then it's going to end with the gang leaving Veld, and Diana sort of uh, trying to talk Charlie into to tagging along still with them. What if a be- uh, a beautiful name for a town? I don't know if I said it already. I think but... we say it all the time, and it's a beautiful town. It's just a uh, yeah, beautiful. It looks beautiful on the map. You got a good hey, Veld. You got good map placement. You got good buildings. You got good looks. You good looking town. Yeah, very pretty. Very, 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 very pretty. I do like it. Veld kind of reminds me of kind of uh, Velma. Where's my glasses? You know that. Yeah, I think I've heard of that character. Yeah, yeah, but go on. And that's that's pretty much it. Um so we're uh we're coming up towards the end of uh towards the end of the post battle celebration and uh a great song starts playing on the old jukebox there and you know, Steve does the very human thing of wanting to dance. Um I'm kind of a little surprised why it's uh a little foreign to Diana. Uh, mm-hmm, warrior mm-hmm. culture to not have a celebratory after battle or pre-battle type thing and not have uh but this is also like going back to my image of man's war and all these things and and man's warriors and and the bullshit that they teach sorry the 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 bull spit that they teach you in school um so i don't know it's 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 a good it's a great intimate moment this week and without it being again every single intimate moment from this movie has been extremely intimate and very passionate but not like over exaggerated or drawn out or you know too mushy uh, over overproduced overproduced whatever yeah you know for, I'm not, for, I'm not, for a comic book movie it's like these things are very genuine very sincere moments yeah. And uh, yeah, I think you're right in your confusion for this five minutes because it's a very important five minutes. This is the this is basically the end of Act Two. As we get you know from here on out, we're gonna start segueing into Act Three. You know things with the gala yeah. and uh, a confrontation with Ares, the decoy, and Ares, the real one. Um, the decoy, this is the decoy, if you will. Um, this this is it. This is a very important five minutes here. And, you know, 
Steve Trevor does a Steve Trevor thing where he's like, oh, they don't, they never taught you dancing in, in Paradise Island, which is a great uh, way to reference Themyscira in, in the comic book uh, Easter egg fashion. Mm-hmm. So it, it works as a, as a little jab, but also it's a deep cut. So I really do, I really do like that, uh, how quick that was. Um, but uh, he does have, you know, Chris Pine really delivers this charisma, like, so effortlessly because he's like what they don't got dancing on on uh paradise island and then okay well if you're gonna go fight the god of war i might as well teach you how to dance you poor thing and then he's like i better do it without the gun so he takes that out very casually like there's so many things that he's saying in just like that first like 30 seconds which is just pure charisma very charming very crisp pine you know, he it's he perfectly takes over this character, makes it his own. It's like it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, I, I, then there's also like the music that Charlie is playing on the piano. Like it's 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 just a wonderful moment. I, like I one thing that I do like as they're uh, embracing each other in the slow waltz that they're doing. They're um, awfully close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Trevor, like they, it's really good job. He he looks so exhausted, and for good reason, obviously. But oh yeah, the yeah, way yeah. that they made him look tired right here in this moment, where I know what this feeling is of a wind down, and like I, yeah, fatigue is you're fighting it off, and it's just like I'm about I, you literally let me lay down and I'm out. Um, yeah, yeah, and I see that right now in him. Uh, I don't know. The man's beautiful. No, yeah, you're you're exactly right because um she even asked him like is this what people do when there are no wars to fight and you know it's it there's a pause there because he has to be like yeah, I, you know this this would be. Yeah. Um but he's never known that. He's been doing this his whole life kind of thing or recently. It feels like his whole life because of how long these wars take off uh years off of you. And here she is, like this demigod. She she can do this for a hundred years. Hint, uh, and yeah, to say he looks tired to and, and the way he he has this moment, these moments with her in the in these five minutes. This is a this is a guy who's become a a, a soldier, a spy, yeah. a warrior just just because that's what he's been put uh, put himself into, just so he can uh, bring about like a better change in the world. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then that's what I wanted to bring about with the romanticism in this, in these five minutes, because you said it was, it, it was weird that they don't have that in Themyscira. And I think this five minutes, what, what, what she is seeing in man's world is supposed to help, uh, it's supposed to help persuade that side of the argument that Wonder Woman is uh, a bimodal superhero like she's trying to be or she is the embodiment of both worlds whether it's man woman you know uh good bad like uh, not good bad but like there's she's trying to be you know you have the dichotomy of batman and superman right and then wonder woman's supposed to be like that middle ground of all things that equality that that thing you know when it comes to like feminism and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. she is the bridge between literally those two the things. empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. And so where she comes from, Themyscira, 
she must also find the good in man's world. And this is this right here. This is where she comes and she says, I will fight the way, you know, the traditions that Themyscira has taught me, the values, what I've learned from education there. And when they're on the boat together to go to London, she's saying that, she's saying things like, oh yeah, that, you know, I've taught, I've learned this, this, and this over in Themyscira. This is everything I know. And I know everything now. I can go out there and go kill Ares. And Steve Trevor is like, all right, whatever. And then you see here, this is where she's learning that there's more to man's world that she doesn't know about. The romanticism of all of it, the um, the fleeting beauty of it all. Like this is all very uh, temporary. You know, these people don't live long. They die violently. They, ha- they suffer many wars. Like, but there's this beauty in there that they create. This art, whether it's music, dancing, uh, seeing snowfall. Uh, there's these moments that she's learning about here. The laughter of a baby. I was trying to yeah. just continue on the uh, the good the good things in. Uh, I guess yeah. I guess life. Yeah. No, absolutely. Seeing a baby in London, stuff like that. Like she's she's seeing the beauty in man's world because if she didn't, she'd be too cold because she would not be bimodal. She would be of one mode, which is of just Themyscira as an Amazon. Like a crime syndicate. Um, Well, yeah, not a crime syndicate, but just more... No, 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 not not a crime syndicate, like the crime syndicate Wonder Woman. Yeah, 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 that's what I figured you were saying. Sorry, we might have to clarify. (laughs) We got to clarify that for the listeners. When you say crime syndicate, we're talking about... You know the the super stone cold warrior that is Superwoman. I think that's the crime syndicate yeah. name for her. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, here she she's getting the other side of, of of the of the of the two worlds, right? So this is very important here because this is supposed to show that how she can be a repres- a, a fighter, protector, everything, a superhero for both. And, uh, yeah, I really do. I I think this is very important. This is one of those things why I was saying it's not overproduced because it's not, it's not her fixing man's world only. It's her learning of man's world, seeing what they always, what they, uh, what they have to offer the good, the bad, the ugly, et cetera. And this is, this is like perfectly done by Patty Jenkins to have like this moment. And, um, like, when I say this is a super romantic scene, I, I say it like not just between what's going on with her and Steve Trevor, but the music, the snow, the dancing, the learning how to dance, the charm, like uh, the people of Veld who are dancing, uh, even something as as unrecognizable as just like the facade of the cafe, right? Like the architecture, the European village itself. Veld, the name Veld, like everything is so romantic about this scene. Yeah. Or this whole five minutes. Yeah. So this is her like really soaking that in and being like, this is just. It's kind of. Sm- uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I finished your thought because well, I think what you're going to say is really cool. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, it's just like, a, this is just a small part of man's world and yet it's so much to to take in and and uh can be overlooked even by us like we're probably here thinking about like oh in this five minutes this is where we uh we uh define that they have a relationship yeah yeah and it's more than that it's more than it that really is to her 
I'm looking, I'm literally paused at like, like five seconds in and it's, it's a wide shot of them. Cause I, I went back and was trying to look at this, the landscape as a whole. And I, I, I'm just now realizing the romantic and the romanticism of it. To me, I attribute it to watching, you know, Lady in the Tramp and seeing two dogs share a bowl of spaghetti. And this is what Wonder Woman is seeing. She is in a European cafe town and, and there are the small tables and, and the wine and the beer flowing and, and people dancing and having a good time and the good music playing. Like that, she, she is seeing it exactly how I saw it as a kid. I just saw it as a cartoon, you know? Wow. I'm very glad that you pointed that out to me, Mark. This is also similar to um, look at uh, Man of Steel with uh, Superman's first flight where or maybe he's in Kansas and you have these beautiful moments of nature. Yeah. And he gets to see the beauty of man's world. And, you know, like for Jor-El to be like, you know, look upon it, make the decision, you know, you can save all of them, you know. This is this could be your world already. It's the hero's you calling. You don't have to terraform it, but you can choose if you want it to be. If you want Krypton to live again, you just have to say yes yeah. to General Zod. It lives in and, you. You are Krypton living again. Or yeah, these are your people. Or you are, like, you are you you are their you are they people. <laughs> but but you take the the you know a scene like him with his mother when he comes back from his journey and he's in uh, Kansas and he's in the and you see suit. Oh yeah. Well, where he's in the suit oh. and it's like, this is, this is like, yeah, the house is Booby. destroyed, but it's like, uh, but this is home. This is like his yeah. world, you know? And he says it again in the next movie, but like, this is what we're talking about where it's like, they see the problems with man. Uh, it takes a while for Bruce Wayne to learn that, um, but you know, he, 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 like, there's so many. But of he these is moments. man. It's and Bruce Wayne is able to exist outside of man because he is in pres- in the presence of gods. Yeah, but doesn't he also say that Superman is like more human than? That's the fear of man trying to attribute something more powerful than him. He is literally bringing a god down to his level. Yeah, Get but that guy was here. already a, that guy was a better person than he That's was. That's not he what he's saying, alien. though. No, Bruce oh, okay. Wayne does well, I'm not ta- say I guess I'm ta- I'm talking he's a like better post. person. I guess I was talking like post. I was talking like uh, post the death of Superman. It takes him a while to see because it take it takes. His death to be like, oh yeah, the, I guess. The, I think this world I don't, in this in this universe and in this thing, I still think uh, it's, it's hard for me to not think that Batman does have a second thought about the initial feeling. So, if you're what you're saying is the first thought, his second thought is <laughs> it, it, he's not the best of man, and he not he's not he can make us better. He is oh he is literally just the symbol. He's the beacon. That hum that uh, humanity is supposed to strive for, you know what I mean? It's, but it's just that it's it's it, you're 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 stripping Superman of who Superman is, and you're stripping Cal of of Superman, and and you're removing Clark, and and that is what Batman does. He he does separate all of the personalities and and such, and 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 can distinguish between them, and and knows. And yes, I I, I do agree that he. 
does think that Clark is a good person and a better person, but the overarching thought of man's fear is still instilled in him. The man is fear personified, my boy. He's a crazy person that dresses up as a bat and jumps off of rooftops, and then he saw a dude flying in the sky and said, oh, snap, how do I get him to like us more? We'll have to come back to it when we talk about uh, uh, Justice League when it comes out. That's true. I'm sorry. Uh, we, I, we, I went off on a very hard tangent. I apologize. You, yeah, and it's fine. And I kind of lost track. I didn't know if we were uh, to go. Let's bring it back. Let's change it to a different character. Aquaman. Same, same thing as what I'm trying to say with Please. Wonder Woman and Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the character is introduced to the wrongdoings of man. Yes. But towards the end of the film, he has to say like, Okay, but they're worth fighting for because there there is yes there is hope for them. Yeah, my you know? mother saw something in in you in yeah. you people. General Zod, Ares, King Orm, mm-hmm. they all say, "Hey, we got to get rid of these guys." Yeah, we get, or you know, it's 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 the least, ultimatum. It's you or me. Yeah, and then they say, "Well, these people are worth fighting for," and uh, there's there's beauty in this world. So I I do think. Uh, you know, there's there's just a lot going on in this scene that it, it's very beautiful. Um, with that being said, um, it does get uh, very beautiful between Steve Trevor and Diana. And I don't know how else to have this conversation, but it just really is like... Uh, intimidating. Intimidating? Very much so. Okay, I don't know, but I, that's not the word that came to my mind. I was going to say, like, this is very important. Like, Oh, you know, yes, have- it's very important, but I'm putting myself in Steve Trevor's uh, boots. And that coat, and most of that <laughs> You're coat. You're intimidated I want- by Wonder Woman? 100%. Okay. And- I, was thinking, I was thinking it more of, like, uh, like you know, I'm not Patty intimidated. Jenkins is tasked with, Patty Jenkins is, is tasked with directing oh. a, a, a love scene between Wonder Woman and her love interest and like how do you do that in a way that is you know you're you're setting an example of of what kids watch yeah. and and consent and like all these things and and there's no words said there's just music between these two people and body language and i and i yeah the body language like there's so much that uh again i said it like a thousand times you guys are probably tired of hearing it but this you know as a director you're thinking like how do i do the right thing and then, like, as a scene is this scene is produced, it's just like it's just a perfect way of going about like the right things to do. The music, you know, Steve Trevor, you know, I'm just gonna walk out the door, but they lock eyes, and there's like this, there's like this unspoken, like understanding between each other. This this consent, the door closes behind him. Like, there's so much going right about it, and it, it's like to me, it was just like, yes, this is how you, like do a scene so subtly yet so powerful yet mm-hmm. so meaningful yet so like yeah and you don't have to have the nude person laying on the bed of fur to to, to sell <laughs> okay, the it was sex. not a game of thrones movie i know yeah. but i'm saying like you don't have to sell the sex and you're not and it's and it's great and this is it you you ask the question of how is a director tasked with it and you look at this here's your example take notes yeah and uh and 
and, and I'm not saying that there's a right and wrong way to do them. I just think however you do them is like, is always a message. Right. And so there's this message and then, uh, you know, the way that, you know, Clark and Lois have their moments. And I think that is also done in a way that, you know, could be right. And then when you think of, uh, I guess the complete polar opposite side would be like Watchmen, right? Where like the masks have to be on, the, the costumes have to be on because that's what gets them riled up and that's like their thing. It's like, yeah. so there's always like these... You don't want to get me riled way, up. These these ways that you direct a scene and, and for this movie, this is such a right way to do it. Like I didn't even think they were going to do a scene like this or even like have a motion of romanticism because lately we've been breaking that with movies and i and i really like that as well i I do like when uh they actually when when uh blockbuster movies don't have a romantic uh relationship Uh, between uh, pacific rim ladies and gentlemen this man drift compatible because he understood understood exactly what i was saying this man knows (laughs) i know uh, so I do love that. I do love that. And, uh, but you know, this scene, the, the, the scene is in this movie and I think it's just, it's just amazing how they do it. Um, I could not agree more with, with how this scene was directed and, uh, it's, it's very beautiful. I, I, and the music is absolutely amazing. Uh, I said it throughout, but, uh, R- Rupert Gregson Williams, amazing. Uh, I'm curious to see what Hans Zimmer does cause he's the one scoring the sequel and, uh, I don't know. I, I I know he. I know Williams did a a great job with this one, and he did a great job with Aquaman as well. But uh, this this whole arrangement is is absolutely amazing. Uh, that being said, skipping to uh, the next scene, and I said this yesterday, but the atmosphere here in Veld. I know it's destroyed. I know that the tank is still there in the wall. No one's gotten the tank out of the wall yet. Mm-hmm. But the early morningness of the sun coming the behind the buildings. Oh the early morning Oh my cold. gosh, Mark, let me tell you, I want to exist in Veld. Yo, it feels, like it feels nice. Mm-hmm. Like it feels nice in this morning. Like the way Samir, like the frost. Yeah, the, like the, the little the, particles too in the air that are shining through like the light and everything. Man, it, yeah, you can tell it's sun. morning. That's one thing. I've said it before on, on some shows. Uh, I don't remember if it was this one or, or a Tarantino, but I've, one thing I do try to pay attention to is like what time of day uh, the shooting took place. A lot of times, if it you know if you if it wasn't obviously color corrected or anything like of the sort, and you can tell like you know it's supposed to be noon, but they're filming at four p.m. and you're like, well, hang on, in L.A. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like oh, this is great, yep, but yep, this yep, looks yep. like, I mean, six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, uh, or whatever time the sun is going to be shining up right I there. I feel like the Transformers movies were always like filmed during golden hour, and it. Mm-hmm. I hate golden hour. Twilight. I hate that. Twilight hour. I hate, no, not Twilight. Tw- I love Twilight. Twilight oh. is like when the sun has just disappeared, and, and there's purple? kind of like a bluish purple yeah, okay. outside. Tigers at Twilight. I, you remember those treehouse stories? No, Someone's you gonna... were talking to me about some rainbow fish earlier. And I didn't, uh... <laughs> chicka chicka boom boom. This kid doesn't know chicka chicka boom boom. Send in yeah. your emails. Something about a caterpillar eating everything or something. <laughs> I don't know. Hungry caterpillar. Anyways, 
Oh, are you talking about the story about the tiger who didn't want to take a bath or something? No, I don't know what that is. I know something okay. about giving a mouse a cookie, and that, that that bastard won't get leave. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, so. Yeah, I I love when you're watching a scene and you can feel the warmth of the sunlight peering in like you do here. Like, yes, it is very cold as they get ready and they, you know, round up the horses and all that. But you know that if one of those characters stepped into the sunlight, that it would feel warm to them, even though it might be. And you know that feeling, too. Cold yeah. in the shadow, and it feels great. It's, you know, like, whatever, 40-something 40 de- yeah, 40 degrees in the shadow, but then you step in the sun, and it's an instant 20 degrees warmer, and you're like, man, this is this is a good feeling. Yeah, this is like, uh, you know, like a good, you know, maybe 7.45 in the morning, right? Yeah. Like, this is, this is that early morning sun's out, and it's very cold, but it's, it's warming up with the sunlight. The other, the other one was uh, when we were doing Jackie Brown Minute, Mm-hmm. and they were in the apartment and even though they were inside watching a movie like outside on the patio you could see the beach and it was like very sunny outside yeah. and you're like they had the the patio door open yeah, you're like damn it's 11 a.m <laughs> and you're like you're like i know if i walk out onto that patio right now it would feel very very good and warm out there yeah like very sunny like you could feel it in that apartment atmosphere um, one thing the same. Th- oh, hmm? what, you were, oh yeah, go. For I it. was gonna say one thing. I really do love about this scene about them. You know the the classic gear up scene, loading up the trucks kind of thing. They're using horses. It feels so like uh, just just great as like a I don't know. It, yeah, I feel, yeah, I see it as a wartime thing, and I do think about the time. Uh, and and the vehicles and and modes of transportation and everything like that and yes it makes obvious sense but I'm so glad it's not like a tan jeep you know mm-hmm. we're gonna get probably some of that in '84 but uh, like I'm the sun the village the horses I feel very I don't know rustic but in Whatever, whatever the the European form of that is, you can also appreciate their costumes more here. You can also see Samir like looks so great. Samir looks great all freaking Samir time. Samir looks absolutely amazing. Oh you God. can see Chris Pine has he has the German uniform on now. Mm-hmm. Noppy um, and looking. The, oh my God, that stance not, too. Look, look at his his uh, his rifle. Yeah. With like the metal plating, and then like it's got like he's got like this yeah. Mothra looking symbol on on the stock. Like, is that a Mothra symbol? If you look up like the Mothra the, symbol, yeah, the, it the looks twins, a lot like Gemini. that. Um, it looks a lot like that symbol. I'm uh, I'm curious <laughs> as to what what it, what that is if that is, uh, and then the ones on the butt of the rifle, like maybe stars or something. Yeah. I wonder if there, I'll have to look to see if there's a close up of it. Um, but he also has plenty of jewelry on. I love it. It's amazing. Charlie looks great with the kilt yeah. and like the, the very wooly, like fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. Like this man is like dressed for winter. It looks very, very cozy and very snug. It looks great. And then, of course, you got Wonder Woman with this coat, this cloak on. It's amazing. 
Um, but yeah, it's also good to hear the characters like they don't have to be with them anymore, but they choose to be kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's always important. Like the job is done. We got her to Veld. That was all they had to do, but they're like, stick around. Yeah, but you know, yeah, you make yeah, a good leader. They want hand solo. It's also, it's all, it's all very good. And <laughs> it's, uh, I love these characters. It's, it's always a shame when you, it's like, oh yeah, this is, this is just a, a small bit of her, her whole life, even though it's her origin. It's like these characters will always be there. And it will give me nostalgic feelings when I'm watching 84. I'm so happy that they're period piece esque movies. And I will have mm-hmm. that feeling of nostalgia and I will like be watching 84 in a more present day uh, and like remembering her actions, her mannerisms, how she was uh, as, as Diana uh, in, you know, 1917. It's just a cool feeling, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Inlaid nostalgia. Is what we're calling it. <laughs> okay, in late nostalgia, uh, I'm sure it'll hit us hard when the when the sequel comes out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's all I had for this one. I don't know if you had anything else. No, that's pretty much it. That's a uh, it's just a very very beautiful grouping of minutes. Thank you for uh, thank you for being here with me, Mark, and and, and reviewing. Yeah, <laughs> I what, think what it what is, want is anyone else it, when it comes to moments like these in 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 films, and especially when we the movies by minute community has to break down a minute. Like sometimes less needs to be said because you can't break this down. You can't quantify it. Right. Like this is, this is such an emotional romantic five minutes here, whether it's between Steve and Diana or all the wonder men with wonder woman, like these, these five minutes, need to just be like the emotional reaction that you have watching it and not us being like, Oh, this is, you know, this, this is that, like, um, we're not going to sit here. We're definitely not going to sit here and explain it to you. <laughs> um, that this is just one of those moments where we really just cherish it and, and praise it. And then we move on. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this, you wanted to have a birds and bees conversation. Wait, hang on. Bees. <laughs> I'm not having that conversation bees in here. Y'all go have that elsewhere. I'm allergic. Uh, to bees? Yeah. Are you really? No. Okay. Anyways. I hope not. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up for there. Uh, wrap it up there. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. Uh, if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and uh, the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can uh, chime in, let us know what you think about today's episode or any episodes you're catching up on or any other DC Cinematic Uh, universe movies that you're watching you want to talk about and uh yeah we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minutes number 91 through 95 of wonder woman